The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Enterprise mobility. It is unstoppable. More than a trend, I call it a force. As a matter of fact, Forrester Research predicts that by 2015, yeah, do the math, that's three years from now, the game changer we call mobility could reach over 85% of the world's corporate workforce. That is huge, and that means the mobile revolution is here. By 2014, 35% of enterprise mobility applications will be HTML5. If you don't know what that is, you've got to listen because we're going to tell you. And that percent will soar to 50% by 2015. That's the prediction of Sanjay Poonin, President and Corporate Officer, Technology and Innovation Products, and Head of Mobile Division at SAP. And that's a huge sign on his door. We're going to be talking to Sanjay in a few minutes. Sanjay also notes... Mobile technology is creating both an expectation and impatience in people that never existed before. In fact, he says, mobility has such an impact on companies today, the conversations are no longer just between vendors and users, but really vendors and the end user. And I love these visuals he gives me. He says, mobile is the new desktop, and he calls it enterprise in the pocket. We're going to be talking about all of that with Sanjay. And ThinkJar's Esteban Kolsky is also with us, and We love Esteban. He's been on the show before. And he agrees. He says mobile is not a fad. It's been building for over 10 years, sounds very fast-paced to me, as the next frontier for business. Now that it's finally here, we see businesses scrambling to catch up. But the big question, can they get there on time? So stick with us for the next hour to hear more about enterprise mobility. Faster, please. And by the way, listen to us on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific here on the Business Channel for In the Cloud with Game Changers. Now I'm going to give you a little deeper dive into my two special guests. That's all. We just have two because they have so much to say. That's a full panel today. Sanjay Poonin is President and Corporate Officer of the Product Go-to-Market Division and Head of the Mobile Division for SAP AG. He's responsible for SAP's mobile analytics, database, and technology products, member of the leadership teams for both global customer operations and technology and innovation products, duly reporting to Bill McDermott, co-CEO, and Vishal Sika, CTO and board member of SAP AG. Sanjay, huge bio. That's all I have time to read. Welcome to Coffee Break with Game Changers. How are you? Thank you, Bonnie. i got to work on shortening it. But it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, I've heard great things about your show, and it's a pleasure to be here, and look forward to the hour together talking about mobility and anything else that's uh, on folks' minds. 
You are wonderful, and we're so happy. I know you've been doing calls and presentations since 6 this morning. Uh, we are just delighted to have you. It's been six months we've been trying to book you, and today's the day, and I am thrilled. Now, with your permission, I'd like to bring on our second guest, uh, Esteban Kolsky, no stranger to this show, a principal and founder of ThinkJar. It's an advisory and research think tank focused on customer strategies. Esteban has spent over 22 years, but you still look so young, Esteban, in customer service and CRM consulting, research, and advisory services, formerly with Gartner. He coined the terms for EFM, okay, I'll tell you, Enterprise Feedback Management, and CIH, that's Customer Interaction Hub. He has researched and written on some of... Some that led to today's revolution, we talked about the mobility revolution, and has assisted Fortune 500 and Global 2000 organizations with their CRM deployments. Welcome back, Esteban Kolsky. How are you today? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Thanks so much. Very happy to be here, and I think you should be my press agent. Thank you. (laughs) I would love to. I just need to shorten some of your bio, and Sanjay will work on that business card. It must be just, well, if it's digital, it can be as big as you want it to be. So I want to kick this conversation off, and we're going to have a wonderful social conversation here about mobility for the enterprise today. Sanjay, you say mobile technology is creating an expectation and impatience in people that never existed before. We know it's bigger than a trend. It's a Sanjay, when you say expectation and impatience, talk to me about the human side of that. What do you mean? So I think we, I saw this fascinating survey where people are asked, um, what would you give up to keep your mobile phone? Okay. Uh, and I think like 60% said they'd um, give up their toothbrush. 55%, uh, 50, um, uh, I think 70% said they'd give up seeing movies. 55% um, uh, said they'd give up uh, watching TV, and um, 30% said they'd give up, you know, a three-letter word that I'm not going to mention on your show to keep your show <laughs> PG-13. But, um, you know, you get the sense that at the end of the day, these these things have become addicting. Uh, there are points in my probably evening where my wife would like to take my BlackBerry and flush it down the toilet. So you get the sense that, you know, at the end of the day, much of the connectedness that this world has provided, whether I'm not going to get into the social aspects of whether that addiction is good or bad, um, the ability to now get information, whether you're at an airport, whether you're sitting in a meeting, whether, you know, I was at the Worldwide Developer Conference here at Apple, and, you know, everybody there had an iPad or an iPhone or some device, and they were tweeting away and connected. I mean, that just that mm-hmm. type of world did not exist 10 years ago, uh, and it's been such a fast ramp the last five years ago. So that pent-up expectation of being always on on the unwired planet, so to speak, I think creates a, uh, certainly a consumer pulse um, mm-hmm. that allows you know, there to be more smartphones and tablets that are sold than PCs, and a crowd of people, whether you're in a crowded train in Korea or China or in India or uh, Japan, where people are you know, sitting on their Blackberries or on their mm-hmm. iPhones or whatever phones playing Angry Birds or whatever, to business people who want to be able to get their sales information um, uh, you know, retail information, banking information in a real-time basis. And real-time means I'm talking seconds. And there was a day and time where you, you know, logged into your laptop. Maybe you were sitting in an airport. You hoped that there was wireless connection. You did a VPN. You connected. And now being able to get that information in your fingertips in near real-time is the expectation of not just consumers and business folks. Uh, and there's all kinds of stories. I mean, I heard yesterday about in New Jersey, they've passed a law now where you're not allowed to walk across the street 
texting because you're in danger to, I mean, been hit or whatever. Are Those you are the serious? Of things that I think the impatience <laughs> has probably crossed some lines that we've got to put some governance and policy around. But in general, we want to be able to tap into that patience and impatience and provide real-time information to business people and to the extent also consumers with a lot of the software SAP can provide. I have two comments, Sanjay. Number one is only in New Jersey. I'm from New York, so I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> and the, all of our uh, cross-state cross competition here. And the other thing I want to say is there's a word, when we talk about mobility and other trends or forces today, there's a word I don't often hear my guests use that I have to interject. And the word is excitement, Sanjay. This is exciting. It's 10 years, and wow, look at how fast it's going. And I think that's because there's an excitement about this connectivity businesses being able to be so much closer to their customers and their workforce and data moving the speed of light or faster back and forth up the chain. That's exciting. Are we allowed to use that in a business Absolutely. context, Sanjay? exciting, and it's changing people's lives. It was so amazing to me when I was to get the Worldwide Developer Conference. Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, talked about this, this blind gentleman in, in Germany who's been wanting to walk through the, the forest, and now with Siri and an iPhone, he's able to navigate through there, the way in which people in villages in India are able to uh, get, you know, a better course in anatomy as a biology student in fifth or sixth grade because they're able to bring up an iPad projected not even onto a screen, onto a bed sheet. Um, I think exciting and changing people's lives are the right type of adjectives that this, this huge, huge movement is creating. Great. Thank you. And you know what? We have four minutes till the break. I told you it goes fast. We have to hear from Esteban. Esteban, you said it in one, two, three, four, five words. Mobile is not a fad. So for anybody who is a disbeliever or an, a laggard, and we talked to Oliver Busman on the show uh, two weeks ago, and he said, you know, if you're a laggard, get with it, for goodness sake. And that was to address to businesses. Esteban, mobile is not a fad. Talk to me from your point of view with all of your research through ThinkJar. What are you seeing about this huge wave? Well, it, it's pretty simple. And Sanjay touched on, on one of the two key points here, right? Um, number one, uh, mobile became an essential business tool, and this is actually probably one of the first times in history that we see enterprise applications, business tools, um, you know, hijack one of the technologies here for consumers and really make it then make it uh, you know their own. Uh, you know, Sanjay was talking about the ability of like getting information on your fingertips and how we expect that that to be the norm. And this is one of the core inflection, one of the key inflection points in the last few years on why mobility took off. Um, you know, there's not a single business person that I know of these days that doesn't have a smartphone, whether it's an, uh, an iPhone or whether it's an Android uh, or an iPad or some a sort of tablet. And the applications that we, can that, that we can use in these devices are just incredible. They were not possible three years ago. Not, forget five or ten. Just three years ago, we didn't have most of this stuff. And the possibilities are, 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 are countless. I mean, as we go further and further into the cloud, as we start, you know, fractioning the data more, as we start fractioning the, the, the logic more, we have the ability to create applications that are, like, so personalized and so, you know, innate for my, my job that I could actually literally take a, nap, a tablet with me anywhere in the world and do my job exactly the same way as if it was at my desk. I don't even need a desk anymore. <laughs> 
you know, this is one of the things where, where we see that Marvel is not a fad. Is we see companies changing the way they work, companies changing their applications, and, and, and you're basically deploying everything on mobile to actually satisfy the needs and the, the desires and the demands of their, of their users. And then, but the second part that is actually more interesting to me, and we just barely started to tap into it, is, mm-hmm. you know, what mobile can do. You know, let me give you an example. Uh, my wife is a physician, and she actually uh, is uh, heading out a telemedicine charge at her, at her um, uh, medical group. And uh, they, they got a, a, you know, a bunch of loans and, and, and grants from everybody in the world to do this, and it's great because everybody's interested in it. But w- what it comes down to is, like, you know, she has an iPad, and they give their patients an iPhone with attachments. And the attachments plug into the iPhone, and they have a blood pressure monitor, they have a, a cardiac uh, a monitor, they have a um, pulsometry and a bunch of other things. But essentially, she's able to, from anywhere in the world that she has her iPad, she can see the entire history. She can see how they're doing right there. She can connect to all these monitors. She can see what's going on. She can actually prescribe and electronically file to the pharmacy. I mean, it, literally, a patient could be standing outside of the pharmacy, and by the time they get in, the prescription is ready filed for whatever they need. And this is changing the way we do medicine, you know, not only here, which is where we're getting started, but think about this in like rural areas in, in, in Africa and in Asia where we don't have anything but connectivity. And then all of a sudden, these people have access to the top medical doctors, to the top experts in the field, to, to somebody who can actually view uh, an x-ray and, and, and render a decision in real time of what's necessary. Or they can view, you know, how their heart is working on an EKG from 10,000 miles away and tell them what they need to do. This is the promise of mobile. I mean, this both on the business side as well as on the personal side, but we're just barely starting to crack the nut on this. Thank you, Esteban. You've taken us successfully up to the break. We have so much to talk about when we come back. Telemedicine, what a concept. Thank you for that case study. We love it. We're going to talk about the crossover of bringing your mobile devices to work, a little touch of what we love to call consumerization of IT. We're going to talk to Sanjay Poonan more about the recent report from Cisco that says by the end of this year, get this, the number of mobile connected devices will exceed the number of people on Earth. Chew on that. We'll be right back with more Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Don't even think of touching that mouse. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com we hear it and read about it every day in the news stock prices plunging home prices receding and unemployment growing how can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy tune in to turning hard times into good times with host jay taylor Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning hard times into good times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Is marketing making us ill? And if it is, how can we heal humanity and the planet by changing the way we sell? 
This is Lynn Serafin inviting you to join me and a great lineup of thought leaders in business, media, and marketing on The Seven Graces of Marketing, Mondays at 6 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. So let the dialogue begin. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, and it's coffee break time. Those of you who have been keeping track, this is our 37th consecutive week of live broadcasting here on the Business Channel, and we're thrilled. That's got to be a lucky number because we have Sanjay Poonin and Esteban Kolsky with us. Sanjay, here's the big question. Hope it's not too personal. What are you drinking today? I've got coffee in one hand, water in the other hand, and I've... Uh... I think I've had juice sometime today, so I got a two-fisted <laughs> drink um, uh, to to get me going this morning. Sounds like a two-handed breakfast. I like that a lot. And Esteban, what's in your cup today? Um, I have two. Also, I have mobile Kool-Aid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I just I actually just came back from Italy and I bought a really good Italian rose coffee that I made into my famous cappuccino. Nice, and I have to read a couple tweets here. Malcolm has been at a conference the last two days where he says the coffee is B-A-D. We don't want the kids to hear that. Today he's bringing his own Equator Coffees French in his travel mug. He calls it Comfort in a Cup. And Margot was drinking New Mexico Local Roast Ohori Decaf. I hope I said that right. Thank you, Margot. Okay, Sanjay, we're talking about the number of mobile connected devices exceeding the number of people on Earth. I don't know about you, but that's that's exciting and scary to me at the same time. So talk to me about this this wave. Can we call it a, a tsunami yet, Sanjay? Absolutely. I think it's going to be something that's you know nobody anticipated. I think with the advent of um, iPhones, Android devices, you know uh, Windows and Windows phones as they come out, Blackberries. Um, this is just something that is is going to the far corners of the earth. I grew up in India. I spent 18 years there. Um, now I live in the U.S., but I still consider myself a citizen of both countries. It's amazing when I go to, to whether it's India, whether it's China, whether it's Brazil, uh, or even some of the fast-growing populated countries of the world, whether it's Bangladesh, Pakistan, Philippines, Nigeria. Um, those countries, there are actually more people who have banks than have um, ATM cards. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be a significant part of the unbanked world um, if you look at the Nobel Economics Prize last year for microfinance in Bangladesh, there are many people who are going to do microfinance, uh, transact money over secure SMS over a phone to allow them to do their agrarian, agricultural pur- purchases for the day. That type of, of opportunity for mobile banking is huge. Uh, that's one that we participate in. A significant mm-hmm. part, um, Esteban talked about the way in which medicine is being changed with mobility. Uh, I talked about how Tim Cook showed some examples of that at the Worldwide Developer Conference of, of Apple. 
the more that we could allow, there's certainly many studies that have shown that the sooner that you could get a doctor at the point where some of the vital signs mm-hmm. show it a possibility that a doctor needs to get close to that. And mobility changes the way of being able to do many of those things because you could now capture the vital signs, send that through mobility to a doctor who could respond quickly, uh, and also change the way in which doctors operate inside a hospital. So we think it's going to change people's lives and also bring tremendous amount of productivity to people like the unbanked and many of the fast-growing populations of the world. Now, Sanjay, uh, tell me a little bit about your point of view on consumerization of IT, because we've covered that several times here on Coffee Break with Game Changers. The concept that the very people you're talking about, Sanjay, who have a personal mobile device are walking into work, banging on the door and saying, hello, Mr. or Ms. or the big world of corporate whatever they're doing, I want to have the same mobility, the same flexibility, the same on-demand everything. I'm willing to bring my own device here, so what are you going to do about it? So what's your position on that? I think it's a, you know, just to describe it very simply, consumerization of IT just means that these consumers who go and buy things at Best Buy or off Amazon or from the Apple store expect that same type of way in which when they come into the enterprise, they could use those same type of devices or expect the same amount of um, friendliness to the way in which the user experience of their applications work. Mm-hmm. Um, they want their enterprise apps to feel like Facebook. They want to be able to bring in their uh, their phone or their their um, you know their iPad they may have bought. And uh, we've taken a very aggressive stance in in the way in which we've allowed that. Initially, we used to be just a you know a PC, and then a lot of people were bringing their Macs in. And mm-hmm. uh, we basically, I think you've had Oliver Boosman, our CIO, on your show before. Uh, relax the consideration so you can bring your own device in. People call that BYOD. And in that consumerization of IT, you have to be accepting of the fact that consumers, especially those in their 20s and uh, the teenagers who are entering the workforce, um, are going to say things like, are you kidding me? You can't let me do this. I mean, this is what Mm -hmm. I do at home. Why is it that my work life has to be more dull than my home life? And that's the way in which you adopt it, and then you put the appropriate policies to ensure that obviously within the workforce, uh, you're able to deal with compliance and regulation and audit and so on and so forth that companies have to deal with, but not in a way that allows people to feel like their home life is more fun than their work life. And there's that word fun, which is a cousin of excitement. Let's get Esteban Kolsky into this conversation. What's your thought on this consumerization and bringing the devices in, and, and how do you regulate that, govern it? What happens? What's that great divide? And, and I love the way Sanjay said uh, not too many years ago the thing was, well, you want me to use a PC? Huh, I have a Mac. I want to use that instead. That was the big challenge to corporate, and now it's so much more. Esteban, what are your thoughts? So, so Bonnie, you actually nailed you know nailed it I mean, with what you said it's about governance right and and what we're seeing is we're seeing a shift from traditional IT and corporate governance of me telling you what to do to you as a, as a, as a user consumer and, and and you know basically the employee saying you cannot tell me what to do because I use my own phone and and we've seen more and more of this so what we're seeing is a shift in the way that we do governance we're not ruling with a with a stick anymore we try to rule with a carrot we try to create you know uh, infrastructures and we we try to create applications and enterprise app stores and all these wonderful things that actually allow the user to feel in control of their environment and to feel in control of what they do, while we still control uh, the, 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 you know, the compliance, like Sanjay was saying. We still control the access to the data. We still control security and all these things. So we're changing the way that we do things in order to satisfy this craving from users because we realize in a very short time, because if you really think about it, I mean, iPad has been out for, what, three, four years maybe? We haven't had that much time to, to to deal with this, 
this is something that came all of a sudden and everybody started using their iPad and now the IT needs to do something. So we, we shifted mm-hmm. the way we do it. We changed the governance. We moved away from like punishing and blocking to saying, yes. okay, you can do it, but you know, this is the way you have to do it. It's going to be very flexible. It's going to work. And we're going to see through the next three to five years how organizations are going to really change the way they do things, how they're going to embrace cloud infrastructure. They're going to embrace enterprise app stores. They're going to embrace you know, the, the, uh, what are called atomized applications, you know, the, the, you know, making applications as small as possible so the user can use only one module or one feature even from that module. And we're going to see this continue in the next three to five years. And I'm telling you, in five years, you don't need a, it's not that you don't need a desk. You won't even be required to, to show up to work. Anywhere you are, you can do your job. And that's, that's the beauty of all this stuff. You know, mobility is just beginning to, to see where, where we can take this. And it's not about working from home only. It's about working from the field. It's about being able to be mm-hmm. where you need to be. It's about, you know, one thing that Sanjay uh, didn't mention, he was probably being coy because SAP does great work on this, is, is, you know, the devices themselves being mobile and being connected. I mean, being able to put a sensor in, in, in you know, uh, products as they navigate the supply chain on the way to market or being able to put a sensor in a truck as it is delivering the product and being able to know in real time, for example, what time the UPS driver is going to be at your house or that it's just passed through your house and then you can actually reschedule a, a delivery 20 minutes later that the computers will handle all this based on the sensors and everything that they have going on. So there's so much promise behind this and there's so much you know we as individuals are starting to um, exert our individuality into our business into our jobs and that's that's what is driving the mobility uh, revolution this is great we're touching on so many important points on the show you you put up the big banner capital m-o-b-i-l-i-t-y and there's so many things that have to be talked about sanjay before we had to break believe it or not three minutes to go till the end of our first half it does fly when you're having fun uh you told me Mobile technology has become the ubiquitous touch point that unites the workforce across any organization, no matter the size. And that's important to us on this show, Sanjay, because we have a vast audience here on the Business Channel. We aren't sure exactly what size companies they're with, whether uh, an idea comes to an entrepreneur. It's a gleam in their eye. It's a gleam on their iPad or their other tablet, if you will. We don't know if they're from huge companies like, like you and I from SAP. So the question question is, ubiquitous touch point uniting the workforce, could it unite five people as well as 50,000 people? Sanjay, what's your thought on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we work in small companies and big companies. You take us, we're one of the largest deployers of um, iPads and uh, similar tablets from other companies. We've rolled out 15,000 of them. We are a 60,000-person company, and then we have 40,000 other mobile phones, and it's fundamentally changing the way in which our sales force is able to share pipeline and forecast in real time. It sits on top of a fast database that we call HANA, and the combination of HANA on the back end, sort of the brawn, if you would, um, along with sort of this engagement uh, mobility platform is transforming the way in which we run our business. We have, you know, as a leader in enterprise mobility, a lot of other large, large customers in the tens and sometimes in the hundreds of thousands of users that are looking to use some of our mobile solutions, secured, managed devices. But then we also have mom-and-pop shops that are very small you know, less than 100 employees, sometimes 10, 15, 20, whose needs are much smaller. And whether it's the big or the large company in any industry, and I talked about also some of these verticals, the Bank of Bangladesh is a use case where uh, they were at our conference talking about how the fact they've got probably half a million or a million consumers in Bangladesh, but they expect that half of the population of Bangladesh, which is about 80 million of the 160 million, will be a potential use 
of a very mm. simple mobility-based banking solution. That's the way in which we want to be able to change the world, whether it's small company, big company, whether it's a mature country or a fast-growing developing country. Very well put, very well put. We're just about at the end of this half, and I want to prepare Sanjay and Esteban for what I'd like them to discuss when we come back in the second half of Coffee Break with Game Changers. Let's drive back into what it takes for a an enterprise, big, small, medium, whatever the size, as Sanjay was saying, to have the mindset to grasp mobility, do something about it, do it well. How do you create a dynamic mobile ecosystem? And I also want to ask both of you the age not just the mindset, but the age. Is this only something for the young, the, the newbies who grew up cutting their teeth on mobile devices? Or can we drive it back into what Malcolm likes to call the older worker, hello, who is still a vital part, part of the workforce and has something to say about making the move toward mobility happen well? So when we come back, a lot more here on Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham, and I'm talking to Sanjay Poonin and Esteban Kolsky. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP to speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. 
Yes, let's. So we have one more tweet coming from Joan in California. Joan says she is enjoying Enterprise Mobility along with her morning Earl Grey. Thank you, Joan, for tweeting to us. Let's talk to Sanjay about how does this whole thing happen, Sanjay? Dynamic mobile ecosystem, companies of any size. Who is leading this charge, Sanjay? Or do they have a demographic? Is there an age attached to this? Is there a number of years experience attached to it? Who is at the heart of, of creating the opportunities for people to be mobile? Go. Yeah, you know, it has to start first off with the voice of the consumer. When you talk about consumerization of IT, the customer speaks, whether it's a, uh, 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, someone in the 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever it is, or grandparents who are basically that. And that's the place where you first have to, because it's moving at a pace that is incredibly fast. And the good news for companies like us that have been, you know, 40 years building a lot of back office systems, it's really challenging us to bring new user experiences. Uh, we are a early leader in enterprise mobility. And the first thing um, that has to be done is securing and managing these devices so that if anything happens to them, if they get jailbroken or lost, you can manage the security of a mobile device. The people call it mobile device, mobile application, mobile security management. Uh, we play in that space as a market leader there. Uh, and then you build applications that could cater to smaller big companies to make their lives better and more productive. So there's a family productivity apps. Imagine being able to take... Uh, a copy of your expense report uh, with the camera capability of your phone mm-hmm. and file it away without having to file paperwork. You may still need a copy of it for compliance reasons on a paper, but being able to take a picture of that receipt, send it to your boss, your boss approves it on the phone, and you reimburse the same day. That's an example of a productivity-enhancing app. Two, uh, there may be a much more sophisticated app for someone who's going in a field service job from job to job on a truck and being able to track all the various different assets and the job they need to get done, connect to the back-end systems, get their job signed off, all, again, digitally with a wireless connection. There's a whole family of those type of applications. And what we try to do in working with our customers is understand how we can make their lives simpler and easier, in some cases actually better, in the case of medical and healthcare, uh, and then use mobility and the pioneering aspects of many of the consumer great companies like Apple and Google and Microsoft to allow uh, these enterprise solutions to make their lives significantly easier. That's really the mission that we're focused on. Thank you. And that's a good mission because that is making it better for everyone. Esteban, I know you have a lot of great stories. You want to chime in with some more case studies for us, please? Sure. There's, there's, you know, the, the, here's the interesting part. I, I think that we are, we're forgetting that the real reason for mobility is not the business but the consumer, right? And, and mm-hmm. I can make the other the counter argument, but if you go to the consumer side, and, and since you made, made some great points, you know, on banking, but let's look at commerce, for example. Let's look at the fact that somebody can go into a store and uh, scan, you know, a, a, a barcode and get all the information they need to make the purchase. I mean, they can make the purchase online, they can make the purchase on, right there on the spot at the store where they are. And, and you know, there, there's been a great controversy in this. Amazon.com built this application that <laughs> created a, a, a phenomenon called a, a, a showrooming. Basically, go to, the, go to the showroom and scan it and buy it online for cheaper, um, you know, for example. And, and, and this is some, some of the applications that we're seeing that actually benefit consumers, not only on the, on, on the um, uh, business side. 
uh, you know, the, most people don't talk about this, but more than 60% of people that uh, get into Facebook, and we're talking close to a billion people, one six, you know, one six, mm-hmm. one seventh of the world these days. Um, you know, 60% of the people log in through a mobile application and they never even look at a, a desktop for, for logging in. They don't even know what the experience is like to, to, to look at Facebook on a desktop. Um, there's, there's case studies on the consumer side, and, and there's, you know, we, we just barely started to tap into how we're going to use uh, mobile. But, you know, one very... Um, Interesting study goes down to the uh, the delivery companies FedEx and UPS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that happened, and this is this is you know, unfortunately, this is an old story, so it's nothing that you can say. Wow, how how innovative! But uh, some uh, ten years ago, both FedEx and UPS, almost at the same time, realized that the CRM applications they had deployed they were really not working well because, um, for the most part, eighty percent of the interactions that the company had with the clients did not happen through the call center. So they had a call center, they had an application, it was there. Um, mm-hmm. Agents were using it, but they were not capturing any information. So what they did is they retrofitted, they, they, they changed the applications, and they changed the little machines that the drivers have. And they actually added the ability to provide feedback. They added the ability to, to create information about the customers within the, those applications. And now, you know, they're actually able to capture information that, that furthers the business. If a driver is talking to a client who expresses the, the desire to have, you know, an earlier morning delivery, and this is actually a true story, um, mm-hmm. FedEx's 8.30 a.m. delivery came from drivers actually telling the company through their applications that customers wanted an earlier delivery than 10 o'clock for some cases. So this is the thing, you know, once we started seeing the, the, you know, how we can actually do this, once we started seeing how anybody who's out there with a mobile application can become part of the business, anybody who's out there with a mobile application can become part of, like, the marketplace, once we start seeing this and we start seeing the possibilities, then it becomes, you know, just boundless. You know, we were talking about earlier about um, location-based devices, I mean, location-based mm-hmm. services, how location-based services act. I mean, can you imagine if you, if you actually all your e-commerce can be done almost automatically for you. You go to a store and you look at something on the shelf and you push a button in a phone that automatically that gets ordered and delivered to your house. I mean, essentially, was talking about immediate expense reports. You can do the same. You could have, you know, the store delivered immediately to your house without even having to worry about it, just based on the fact that you're in a specific location. We know where you are. They, they, you know, we know what product you were looking at. We know who has the best price. We know who can do it. This is, this is something, you know, some of the incredible things that we're going to be seeing in the next few years as we, you know, continue in this in this uh, expansion of mobile. Very interesting. I want to talk about the corporate culture. I want to go back to Sanjay for a moment. Are you seeing any resistance in the bastions of corporate, of enterprise, of, of people who've been around for a long time before this wave that we've said might be just nascent, just 10 years old, just barely a decade really? Uh, any resistance saying, well, why do we, do we really have to? And that's silly, and we want them to come into the store and talk to us. We don't want them on a mobile device. Is there any resistance, or is, is the groundswell really sweeping everybody up all across enterprises of all sizes? Sanjay? I think that if there's resistance, I mean, people are getting steamrolled over. I mean, this is a movement like you've never seen before. And, you know, when my dad and mom, who are, you know, ones in their late 60s, one in their early 70s, is adopting the Internet and getting on social media, using the phone, uh, text messaging, I mean, if the grandparents' age of that age and then you've got, you know, young kids who are much more connected to social media. This is a movement you can't deny and it's a freight train coming at you or denying it. So it's very, very, um, uh, you know, I think gratifying to see uh, CEOs and management teams of all size companies saying, listen, we're either going to take advantage of this innovation or it's going to disrupt us. 
and the companies who do that progressively are able to take advantage of this and transform their business. Esteban talked about how that could affect in retail. Uh, if you take retail, healthcare, banking, there's almost no industry by w- in which you can't look at uh, understanding how mobility can transform. So where there is um, uh, some resistance, I think it's usually probably some concerns, legitimately so, about security and mm-hmm. potentially that. And there are now increasingly technologies that allow you to ensure that that device is secure so that even if you lose it in, a, in an airport, you're not worried that someone's going to, hijack that dock, that device or your iPad, your phone, and break, jailbreak into it. And that's what companies like us who are in the mobile security, mobile device management, have to ensure that it doesn't happen. So if they're concerned, it's only because of those reasons. But I think as Bring Your Own Device has brought a tornado of these devices into the enterprise, I think every modern CIO is looking at this as an opportunity to make the next uh, phase of their careers. So they need to, oh, that's interesting, make the next phase of their careers very interesting and probably the longevity of their careers, I would imagine. Sanjay, I'm going to ask you first and then Esteban. We have four minutes left to this segment. Boy, it flies when you're having fun, and we are today here on Coffee Break. Question is, um, what would your advice be? to somebody who thinks they're going to invent or discover or create the next something, fill in the blank, I don't care what it is, in terms of how to build their business strategy. Where does mobile come in? Is it the first thing they think of? Is it after they devise their product, their service? Where, at what point does the big M have to be printed on the front and back of their T-shirt as they're planning their business? Sanjay first. Yeah, you know, I spend a good amount of time with startups. A number of the venture mm-hmm. capitalists here um, ask me to help them as they look at some companies. And uh, I just remember my good friend Roger McNamee, the Elevation Partner, saying he will not look at a business right now that does not have a plan to put their applications on the form factor of an iPhone. And I mean, it's not just iPhone. It could be an Android device or whatever other device. So you have to be thinking mobility first in the way in which you're designing applications because many of your applications, whether it's consumer or enterprise apps, are going to have those as a preferred device. And we are now radically changing the way in which, you know, we've talked about mobile being the new desktop in which we're designing many of our applications with a mobile-first consumer-grade user experience. Uh, I think that's important. And I think probably the other part that we encourage uh, not just our own teams, but I would encourage startups to do is think cloud first because if you can mm-hmm. deploy many of these applications in a cloud setup, and it's pretty cheap now to be able to do that in the Amazon or the Rackspace cloud or wherever have you, much right. cheaper than it was probably five, ten years ago when much of that cloud infrastructure that didn't exist. You can now get a business started up, get um, uh, your solutions out to customers much, much faster. But those two operative guidelines, and there's the third, it's get really close to customer feedback and iterate quickly in the matter of days and weeks and months. Don't take quarters and years to be able to do that. Those are the three points of advice I'd give to any small company that's looking to uh, build a big business. Thank you. Very appreciated. And, and this is the word. Everybody, if you're thinking this is Sanjay is somebody you want to listen to. And Esteban as well, another major player in this field. What would you say to a startup? Anything different, or would you echo what Sanjay said, Esteban? No, I mean, I, I would, I would definitely echo what what Sanjay said, but also we'll take it one step further. I mean, when I was a gardener ten years ago, we came up with this concept of the real time enterprise, which may have been a little bit ahead of its time, not not on concept but on technology. But now we have the technology, and this is the key to what mobility can bring. And and if we do it right, I mean, the real time enterprise, you know, requires and demands that every single item, every 
single, almost everything in the world needs to be connected to it to be to be able to feed the precise information to make the right decisions. And mobility is a key part of that, not only for applications, but like I said before, you know, for devices and for virtually anything. And, and, and in addition to that, and, and, and also dovetailing into the conversation before, what I would say is like, you know, a lot of people are worry of uh, going in mobile because they said that, like Sanjay was saying, you know, that, well, you know, executives have resistance to this. But in reality, what I found out is, like, you know, um, in addition to this being a real-time phenomenon, uh, I found out that, you know, resistance only comes from those people who don't understand the technology. Mm-hmm. And, and just like it happened with social networks where um, the executives, the, 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 the top-level management from a company saw their kids over the weekend logging into Facebook or using Twitter, and they went to the, to the corporation and said, hey, what is this Facebook thing? So we, should we do something? about it. You know, mm-hmm. these are the same people that are using iPads, that are using smartphones, that they see this going on around them, that they benefit from this on a daily basis. So, I mean, the resistance that, that you're going to find these days, it doesn't come from top management. It comes from, like Sanjay was saying, compliance and legal and all these people that worry about security. But we have the technologies. We, we're way past the point that we have the technologies today that we didn't have before. So, and this is one of the reasons I said mobility is not a fad. It may have been 10 years ago where the only BlackBerry you could get, or 15 years ago where the only BlackBerry you could get was, you know, great on gray and no applications but this is far from from a fad and this is something that you need to address first i was the final point here is like i was at, a, at an event yesterday and uh, chris brogan which is a, a well-known social media guru was speaking and, and the first thing he said you know opening his his <clears throat> remarks was you know whatever you do think mobility first and desktop last and you couldn't have said that two years ago without getting booed out of the room. But now it's like everybody's like nodding their heads and saying, yeah, that makes sense. That's what it's all about. It's about mobility. That's where we are today. That's the world we are in today. That does make sense. And what makes sense is we're right up against a break. Thanks for taking me out with such great words and that wonderful quote, Esteban. And Sanjay will be coming back with everybody who's listened knows what's next, the crystal ball segment. I'll be asking Sanjay Poonin and Esteban Kolsky what they see. Look into the crystal ball three to five to seven. I don't know. You pick the time frame. Let's hear what they have to say. Predictions, enterprise mobility. We'll be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013 over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology comprising 34.9 percent of the workforce the impact of mobility on business is clear Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.graham at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. 
Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here's the segment you've all been waiting for patiently. It's been an exciting show, and now it's even more exciting. We're going to find out what Sanjay Poonin and Esteban Kolsky see ahead in the crystal ball on our topic today, enterprise mobility. Sanjay, let's go with you first. You can pick any time frame, five minutes from now, ten minutes from now. We typically ask 2017, five years from today. I'm going to let you tell me what you see going forward, Sanjay. Yeah, no, I think, uh, Bonnie, first of all, thank you for the show. It's been a pleasure to be here. If you kind of look out the next three to five years, I think there's a couple of things we see going on. As you pointed out, you know, of the 7 billion-plus people in the world, there's now more devices than there are people in the world. And if we ask ourselves, both first off for enterprises and for consumers, we estimate there's probably half a billion probably uh, devices that our customers, that we see at SAP, potentially um, owning over the next couple of years, maybe even a billion and that's a huge opportunity for us to be able to manage those securely, offer appropriate ways by which customers could manage the metrics and all the analytics around that. And that security and management of devices of a billion devices is something that we look forward to be able to helping our customers do. And then when you look outside of that to all the applications that those billion people inside the enterprise and then the six, seven, eight billion devices outside for consumers will need to have to make their lives much simpler, whether it's healthcare or whether it's in retail, uh, drive shopping experience, so there's precision retailing. I think we're going to see retailers where you can walk close by a store and you get a coupon telling you you're near this particular store and your particular Mm -hmm. product that you like is on sale. And it guides you right to the aisle where that product is. That's precision retailing. We're working with retailers already who are thinking about that. In some countries, you could be actually in in a subway and you could do a lot of your purchases based on things that you see uh, in your subway. Korea is already starting to do that. And then in banking, making the experience one where you could do mobile banking, be able to get real-time loans. I think all of this, the closer you can get to a one-to-one relationship with the consumer and make their one life not feel like they're getting spammed, but they're getting very precise information, precise promotions, that will enhance the stickiness of many of these solutions. That's what we see happening increasingly, both inside the firewalls of a company, but also out as they reach out to consumers. Thank you, Sanjay. And I have a question for you. I don't think I've asked this in a long time on the show. A little bit about mobile etiquette. Does a busy executive like yourself ever, ever turn off your mobile devices and say, I need a couple of hours to myself? Is that something you would do? And would you share that with people? Do you advise uh, you that? Know, or shall the, we? <laughs> the real truth of that question is your, your closest friend, spouse, partner, whatever have you, um, uh, you know, clearly when I try to work out or when I'm with my family, my kids, I try to do that. And it's always, I got to tell you, honestly, I'm not trying to make this an AA session of confessional, yes. something that I've got to do more <laughs> of because the more that okay. you can keep yourself unplugged, the better off you are as a person for that precious time you need to uh, detox and recharge. Thank you. I wanted to hear you say that because we talk about this wave, this this tsunami of excitement and passion and being informed and being in touch. But after a while, sometimes you say, I just need a little sleep or I want to watch TV without three phones ringing. What can I say? And I have to tell you, Sanjay, I loved watching your video tour of the Mobile World Congress 2012 in Barcelona. And at the end, you went down the mobility slide just like your two-year-old twins. That was bravo. That was that was putting a smile on the face of anybody who was watching. So thank you for that video tour. I enjoyed it. And let's ask Esteban Kolsky, predictions. What do you think? Well, before I tell you that, Bonnie, I had to say that I resent the comment that you want to be disconnected. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I have no idea what being disconnected means. I remember back in the old days, you know, complaining about getting a, twi- a, a beeper, a two-way beeper, because it like, tethered me to my job. I mean, I, I now right. crave those days when all I had was a beeper. So, <laughs> but in reality, go, going forward, looking forward into technology in the next few years, I mean, I think that Sanjay made all the critical points here the, throughout, throughout the last hour, and I just want to emphasize those. I mean, cloud is taking over. The infrastructure for cloud is being embraced by the organizations. 60% of the spend for IT over the next three years is going to be based on cloud infrastructure. It's not going to be applications. It's not going to be security. It's not going to be antivirus or email services. It's going to be how do I retool my company to become a cloud organization. This is where the money is going, and, and cloud is what makes mobility possible. Without, without cloud, we wouldn't have all these applications available. Enterprise app stores, I, I mentioned this before. We're going to see a huge explosion in enterprise app stores in, in two to five years from now because organizations are going to look at what they have, the infrastructure that they build, and they're going to say, how do I leverage this? How do I give my people what they want, you know, leveraging the infrastructure that I just put in place? I spent all this money you know, building mm-hmm. this cloud infrastructure. How do I make it work better? And enterprise app stores is probably one of the key to making this work and to giving customers what they want. And real time that I mentioned before, uh, you know, the mobility applications like banking and retail, like Sanjay was mentioning. There's countless applications. It's so hard to have a crystal ball. You know, if I had to summarize all this, what I'm going to say is like, you know, just like when the television first came out and people couldn't figure it out what it was used for, and 10 years later, you know, virtually everybody knew what a television was, and and 30 years later, you know, we're we're dependent on the device. I mean, this is a much shorter time frame, but five years from now, there's not going to be a single enterprise, a single organization out there that won't know what to do with mobility. But we need to get to that, and to get to that, we need to build infrastructure. We need to take the, you know, build the plumbing so we can build the house around it, essentially. Appreciate it. Great insights. Thank you. And you know what? Now it's my turn to do some predictions, and I have it right in front of me here, what's coming up next on this show, Coffee Break with Game Changers, as well as our other show. And we are covering enterprise app stores, uh, Esteban, and coming up. So... Coming up on Coffee Break next week, we're going to talk about retail banking of the future. Become customer-centric or poof, perish. We have a panel of banking experts. On June 27th, two weeks from today, we'll talk about HR analytics. Uh Uh-huh. How is your human capital investment performing? Like your stocks? I don't know. We'll find out. In the cloud with Game Changers tomorrow, we're live, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern. That's for me. We'll be talking about me and my shadow, IT Gone Rogue. The book hasn't come out yet, but you'll hear the scoop with us. And following Thursday, June 21st, we'll be talking about cloud strategy and co-innovation. Our special guest will be Sven Denikin from SAP who runs Co-Innovation and has some great ideas. If our listeners are interested in getting a complimentary, that translates to F-R-E-E, free Coffee Break with Game Changers mug. It's really easy. Go to SAPGameChangersRadio.com. Yeah, I know. I didn't put the www. You know that. SAPGameChangersRadio.com. couple of shout-outs. Thank you to Patricia Harris and Joan Sherlock, Malcolm Kimberlin and Jeff and Celine, and a special thank you to my very special guest. What a great conversation we had. Sanjay Poonin, you are one busy man all over the world. Thank you so much for taking time to share your thoughts with us today. Appreciate it. Bonnie, and, pleasure. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And Esteban Kolsky, always a delight to have you on the show. You two played really well. I think we have to have the Sanjay and Esteban show somewhere again. So I'm going to try to book you two for the fall. Let's come back and maybe take part two 
of Enterprise Mobility. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thank you as well to the Business Channel team. We appreciate everything they do to get us and keep us on the air. Everybody have a great week, and remember, Enterprise Mobility, it's not a fad. It's here to stay. Ride the wave. We'll be back next week with more Coffee Break with Game Changers, and tomorrow we're in the cloud with Game Changers. Be there or be whatever shape you want to be. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.